Welcome to the Trailer Island Podcast. We got him. We got him. Oh. We, yeah, he found the button. Uh, sorry, pardon, pardon for the laughter because I absolutely completely stuffed up the intro to that and I'm not doing it again. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right. No, fine. Okay. Because, you know, we're, we want to connect with our audience. We love our audience. We do. We do. We don't want to, you know, do things twice around. I feel at like that, we're faking our genuine the, personalities. At the same time, we'd like to provide them with quality. Let's just that fix it in post. Yeah, that's all. Well, well, I'm the one who does it, so I would... Uh... Yeah, let's fix it in post. <laughs> uh, yes, we are the Trailer Island Podcast. I am Alex, and I'm joined by... Steve. And Matthew. And this week, we are doing another film that's out currently, or released currently in the year 2020. I was actually really looking forward to this one as well. And you know what? I'm a little bit disappointed that I didn't get to see it in the cinema. Yeah, I, think I feel it like been good. I probably would have enjoyed this in the cinema, but mm-hmm. it was streaming on Apple TV Plus uh, or Apple, Apple Plus. I think it's just Apple Plus now. Apple Plus something yeah. or rather. So they so yeah. obviously original cinema release because of COVID, they um What's COVID? COVID is okay, I'm not let's just not get into that. Um <laughs> Because of that, certain studios are doing different, using different techniques for their releases. Obviously, last week we did Tenet. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Tenet. I keep saying Tenet. Tenet. Because Warner Brothers and Christopher Nolan basically said, we want people to see this in the cinema. And this film, they decided, you know what, let's skip the cinema release and go to a streaming platform. And Apple bought it. And that's that's the world we now live in. So, so yeah, that's uh, what, that's the direction that this release campaign has gone for this film. It's probably the first thing I've watched on Apple TV Plus as well. Yeah, I don't think I, any I don't think anything else is really. How much was it? Was it part of the subscription, or you, you had to play pay more? I can't remember. No, it was part of the subscription. If you have an Apple Plus account, you can stream this film. So yes, Apple Plus streaming Tom Hanks. Yes, Tom Hanks movie. Tom Hanks wrote this movie. I feel like. This is possibly a bit of a vanity project for him because he's obviously front and centre in this movie in the lead role. Um, And I feel like it's a story perhaps he's read that he found quite interesting and decided to make a film out of. Why not? Yeah, so may I I please introduce the the film? So Greyhound, Um, is it? Oh, sorry. Oh, Steve. Yeah, we're doing Greyhound. Congratulations on your first command at last. I'll always be looking for you, Evie. Even if I'm a thousand miles away. Air escort to Greyhound. You will now be out of range of air cover for the next five days. How many crossings does this make? This is my first. I got some. Most likely you both. He's trying to slip under us! We have a kill. Distress rocket, sir. We have hits directly on the convoy. The wolf bag's haunting us. You milk, starboard bell! We've lost seven ships and 50 souls. What you did yesterday? Got us to today. It's not enough. Here they come. What are we gonna do? 
will rain hell down from on high. Very dramatic. Oh, yeah. so dramatic. Mm. Very intense. Alex, you made a good point during the listening of that trailer. Yeah, I, I, you know, we talked about Tenet last week where it was just like so, like, wall of noise, couldn't understand mm. things. In this, it was just so clear what they're saying and how it's recorded that it almost doesn't sound real, but it almost sounds like a video game. Yeah, yeah. It's, like- it's funny you say that because um, Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg, I believe, are actually involved in Medal of Honor. Yeah. So it's like, it's this Medal of Honor Greyhound. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just got this uh, strange, hyper-real, uncanny valley feel about, you know, the trailer itself is like, it, yeah. it is so clear about what it's trying to tell you to do. And I feel like this trailer tells you too much. It certainly does. However, having said that, this film is, um, and it is a, it's a good thing. I don't want to say it's a bad thing, but this film is really succinct and precise. Yes. It's got a really clear-cut, simple story, and it, and it's an action war film, obviously, and you just you know the story, you know the stakes, and you just go along for the ride. There aren't really all that many surprises along the way mm. or anything like that. It's just a really clear-cut action war film, and I think it's quite good for that reason. I, I quite enjoy the fact that I can sit down and go, oh, cool, I know who everyone is, what's going on, let's go. You know, it's only like an hour and a half. It's a short movie. I think they've done that deliberately. It's a, it, it goes in, the action starts pretty quickly. It does, yeah. There is what I feel like a very ham-fisted love story. Oh, boy. Interjected at the start that just was like, oh, probably could have really done without that. At least we get to see Elizabeth Shue, and Elizabeth Shue is amazing. Yeah, to be fair, if we didn't have that, there'd be no female characters in the film at all. No, there would not. But that would, as far as as war films go, like that's representative of the time. No, that's true. That is true. I I don't know. I feel like Tom Hanks' character in this is a little thin, yes. Really thin. It's It's a little thin. I... Still, kind of, I don't know. Maybe it's because because I'm conditioned to like Tom Hanks. Maybe that's what it what it is. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, Tom Hanks. Oh, don't you dare hurt Tom Hanks. You know, that, I was on side with him. Have and Tom so, Hanks and Judy Dench ever been in a film together? Oh, God. that would be my favorite film. Would I that think. break you? It probably would. I don't know who I'd want to get behind more. Like, no, <laughs> it, you know, like what if what if we they were phrasing? No, we're not. Um, what if like they were in a film together? But like, I don't know. Maybe Judy Dench was the villain and Tom Hanks was the hero. Like, do I root for Judy Dench or do I root for Tom Hanks? What would I do in that situation? I like that we get to see. Is it his fiance or his wife? Uh, I think it's his fiance because they agree not to get married yet until That's the world right. is more stable. That's right. So mm. I really appreciated the fact that we get to see a little inkling of his life or his um, backstory. 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 That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. I, I'm pleased that we got to see a little bit of that before we... Because I think this film deliberately makes him an isolated captain. He hasn't... like. Yes, mm. he's part of the, the crew there, but he, he definitely feels very much alone. I contend that... Uh, even without that little background scene let this this movie wouldn't change a bit okay what what it does do is it take away from the bit in the film where he talks about yes it's the first time that i'm yeah which was a doing lov- the cross a lovely moment which I is thought. a great moment in the film but the trailer's already told you yeah. and like, I, I was oh. just glad that i had seen the trailer long enough ago to have forgotten that that line was in the trailer by the time i saw the film and i was like oh wow you mean that was oh cool it's like so it was actually quite similar to him in saving private ryan he, he used to be a school teacher in that mm-hmm. film 
And that's the whole thing that he's like, oh, what did you do before the war? I was a school teacher. It's like just a normal human being. Mm-hmm. And so I thought the fact that this film did a similar thing by saying, no, I'm, this is the first time I've done this. Like I'm just trying to get through like the rest of you. I thought that was a really nice touch. But again, being in the trailer, that definitely ruined it a bit. Um, I, before we get too into the, the fine details, I should just say the plot of this film. Mm-hmm. So Tom Hanks is a US captain of a destroyer. I believe it's a destroyer. Um, I don't know my different kinds of vessels all that well. I believe it's a destroyer. It's a boat. It's a boat with guns on it. And he has to escort the US soldiers to the UK so that they can be deployed in the Europe theatre of World War II. Amongst other supply ships. Amongst other supplies. And they are being hunted by, I think at at one point, a maximum of four U-boats. I believe it's about four or so U-boats. I I did count at least four, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, roughly. Um, The name of his ship is the Greyhound, and he's um, being hunted by, and this was not very subtle, being hunted, the Greyhound is being hunted by the Grey Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Um, the naming of those <laughs> of those two vessels, not all that subtle, but still, how much subtlety do you want in a war film? You know, I, it's a bit of a cat and a mouse thing. It works. It worked for me. I think I'm probably, it's, it's, it's not subtle. It's, it, it's straightforward. It is a straightforward film. Yeah. It's a, it's the about- action is great. Yeah. The action scene and the suspense is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, there were moments where I was just like, oh, what? Because <laughs> like, you've got these fantastic maneuvers that the boat is expected to make that mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is guiding. Mm-hmm. And like you really feel edge of your seat. Oh, my God. And they've set it up where you feel like, like oh, this is a real threat. And they do it really yeah. well visually with the torpedoes coming towards the ship. And that's another thing about the film as well that the dialogue I feel is extremely believable and extremely close to how it would be presented in that time. For, I did for, appreciate that. The yeah. way the, the accurate the hist- what I believe is the historical accuracy yeah. of the conversations that they have on board were really actually almost educational and lovely to listen to. Tom Hanks is not someone I would have had down as a script writer. I know he has. Has done some directing in the past and most notably i think he directed an episode of band of brothers but his script is really good i, 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 I feel really, like it, really it's very it. it's a very basic yeah it's, it's a basic script and a basic storytelling but unlike film, tenet but... i completely understood everything that was happening in this movie yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it i feel, I feel like that's good script writing where your audience can understand what's going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was a relief after tenet i must say <laughs> That it was just so clear about its its objectives. Mm. One thing that I couldn't quite understand, and and obviously there are a lot of a lot of ships in this film, so it would be really hard to do it for real. But for a film that is set almost exclusively on the ocean, mm-hmm. I'm certain there is not one shot yeah. of the real sea. I'm pretty disappointed about that. Um, for the most, I should point out for the, especially of the ships making their maneuvers during the action sequences. I think the CGI is actually really good. Oh, it's it is, phenomenal, yeah. really good. But then there are some shots, especially um, when they've uh, I don't know when a, a, a ship sunk or something, and there's like oil or something in the water. It doesn't really look yeah, all that can, good. Can, yeah. <laughs> but so I, just just do a color grade on that patch over there, would you? With some brown kind of, oil. It's like they got paint and just let's just make that that area red. I don't know. I feel like there would there there would have been some shots that they could have gone. Oh, let's just I don't know. Let's just go and shoot the sea so we can have some real water in there at some point. But I wonder then would that 
reveal the CG more. Possibly. So possibly. they've purely gone, let's keep it CG the entire time so it doesn't make you question yeah. when we are at sea. I'm sure that someone threw a few buckets of water when they were oh, yeah. doing the close-up scenes. I'm, I'm, it's one of those films that, um, not, not that a low budget would ever mean that a film is necessarily bad, but I feel like if it wasn't for the quality of the CGI when it is at its highest, I could easily think that this was made on a shoestring budget. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But having said that, that's probably a good thing. I think it's got a really nice intimate. Like you're with Tom Hanks the entire movie. It's yeah. one room. Yeah, it's almost it's it's a one room film yeah. really. Yeah, which is really nice. And I love the relationships between his different crew members that you see them develop. You know, he's clearly getting on better with some than others, and some of them are looking after him more than others, especially I, the cook character. Yeah. Um. Who one of the best relationships in this film is this cook who's who's his job is because um Tom Hanks is so stressed trying to do his job and everything. He's just not eating and not sleeping. So this, I, I, I don't know his name, unfortunately, the character's name. George, I think. George? Yeah, George. Um, he's, he's basically spends the entire film just trying to get him to eat something. He's always coming up with these wonderful meals of pancakes or bacon and eggs or something, and they either get knocked off because something happens or Tom Hanks just forgets to eat it. And um, that relationship plays out really well. See, I, I did, I disagree. Okay. Um. Yes, that that relationship is noticeable, and I think it's noticeable because there's a lack of any sort of character interaction whatsoever. See, I I, I kept on, I didn't really recognize any of these background characters except for his like his first lieutenant, you yeah, know, yeah, who you get to see a lot. Um, every other like private or any person on that deck is so interchangeable and so forgettable. I I was like. I'm really struggling to keep track of which characters which, okay. and who's coming on deck to to support Tom Hanks and who's not. But this isn't a film about that sort of relationship, though. No, that's true. I just thought it was a really nice. I thought it was a really nice touch. Mm-hmm. That I it must, was in there. I mean, I'm I'm erring on the side a bit more with Steve on this feeling that I like they were so background. It sort of just yeah, like the yeah. focus is so much on Tom Hanks's character that it sort of just they and his kind, name, of, kind of pass by. His name is Captain Krause. Kraus. Kraus? Tom oh, Hanks' character. Yeah. Kraus. I just figured we've been calling He's him for- Tom Hanks. And that's what I referred to him when I was watching him going, oh, no, not Tom Hanks. You know, no, I, don't, I yeah. didn't know what his character's name yeah. was. <laughs> I thought this was a really inter- interesting demonstration, though, that throughout film school we always get told we need to, uh, as filmmakers, you need to have, A, the plot that's going on, and you've got to have character stories as well. But mm. this film, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and it sort of demonstrated that you don't really, you can get away with not having a a, a grand, uh, powerful character story. You can actually just get away with having really engaging, nice like plot. Yeah, yeah. You you have an objective your character is trying to achieve. Why might might you know be the most vanilla why of, for like of all time? It's part of his duty, but at the same token, it it, it comes together pretty nicely. It's a really engaging and action-filled movie. Yeah, absolutely. They need to get from A to B. Yeah. <laughs> there are lives at stake. Their enemy is clear and concise mm. and a wonderful enemy. <laughs> that like, yeah, I feel like it plays a bit mm. like the trope of the German it does. warrior. Very ca- Almost very camp. It's like, <laughs> hello, Greyhound, we are here. We are hunting you. We can hear <laughs> the screams of your dying men. Listen to our EDM music. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Alex, did you just play a clip from the movie? Just I then? believe I did. Because that yes. was pretty accurate to what it sounded uh, like. Would you like to hear another clip <clears throat> from the film? Are you going to do the English guy at the end? Because that really triggered me. <laughs> 
There's yes, this, there's yeah. this ad, uh, you, did, you did lament at your uh, frustration with there, the characterization yeah. of the British naval officer. There's a British naval officer at the end, and he just. I don't, but you hear only over the radio. Only over the radio, but he, he literally has a line which is, oh, yes, jolly good. We'll all handle it from here. Don't worry. We'll take it from here. Don't worry, you Americans. You go and rest. Have a nice spot of tea. Ah, oh, jolly good. Oh, he <laughs> does say that, doesn't he? I forgot all yeah, that. It is literally the most stereotyped. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like, I wasn't alive then, but I'm fairly sure that we no one spoke like that at the time. Surely, not to that level, to that patronizing For the historical kind of accuracy way. that the American conversations are. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. But then you get this, just this over Monty the top. Monty Python character come in. <laughs> it's like they've only watched the Monty Python films yeah. with John yeah. Cleese and gone, oh, well, that's what the British sound like. And now for something completely different. I think we all appreciated the fact that a character accidentally sneezes and they leave it. That was great. That, that, was, and, and that was a tense moment. We were talking about it. It's like on screen, we've got a character who is supposed to be delivering dialogue. Whether it was part of the screenplay or not, I, I don't know. I think know. it was. I think it's meant to add but to the suspense. You, just, you don't see that in films where someone's talking mid-sentence, they Sneeze, yeah, and they get pulled up on it as well. And, right? the, and if you do and that again, you're off. off the it's bridge. like, is that going to happen again? Yeah, because you're cut. And I was just like, I, it, it, you got this film that's powering on, powering, powering, yeah. powering, and then there's all this, <laughs> yeah, sort of. Oh, pause. And meanwhile, poor Tom Hanks is going. Well, I need. Can you tell me where the sub is? Like, yeah. you know, I need this information. And just the really, I love the visual storytelling of they've got the how the maps and they're drawing them out literally on pencil to show the direction of where they yeah, need that, to go, where the attacks are coming from. That was really And good. you see it so clearly. And they've got the the sonar that's pinging off. I love the guy, the guy who's listening to the sonar. You could hear all these things and, and, and he's talking through. And he has to talk through it because they're relaying that information yeah. upstairs. They can't. It's not like a speaker that's going straight up. They have to do it via a person. I thought I might get tired. Of, I thought that, that sort of repetition might uh, tick me off a little bit. But no, it was, it was actually... The repetition cleared it up. It did. It did. Made it clear for it you. Did. And it happened so quickly that you caught it in that one go. Yeah. And it was quite easy. The sound design in this film is actually really spot on. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely um, love we, it. We've all mentioned it um, earlier before we started recording, but there is a particular sound cue that plays whenever the grey wolf appears. Or any of the German or, or, I think it, or is it only I the grey wolf? I'm or? fairly sure it's only the grey wolf, but I've only seen it the once. So I could be wrong. It's a really haunting sound. And it works incredibly well. I did kind of feel like they could have used different iterations of that sound for every time it appeared because <laughs> it's literally used every single time. Yeah. And you get I got a little bit tired of that same but noise I think that's the point. playing. I mean, think, if you think from um, the char- Tom Hanks character's point of view, which is these subs just not leaving him alone. No. Yeah. I think the idea is like, Oh, again? I think that's the idea they were trying to get across in this, in this just throughout this entire film was it they are being harassed constantly. It on does not let up. And there's that beautiful scene where they are uh, disposing of their departed, mm. recently departed colleagues, as it is apparently tradition is to throw them overboard. I think there's a conversation about... I think a better way to say it would be bury them at sea. But oh, yes, okay, throw bury them, them at sea. <laughs> and it is a small pause in the film. And then before you know it, on the horizon, another ship of the convoy is firing off their stress flares. Yeah. And they have to get back to work. And that's just what, you know, it just constantly goes. And I like that. It was good. And I, I and kind of knew that it was going to happen. Well, yeah. But, but it, it, I, I think, it just happened. I think that's why the film is only an hour and a half. If you try and prolong mm. that kind of... Yeah. It was the length. It was the perfect length. It was the yeah. length that it needed to be. Yeah. And even the moment where it's the middle of the night and, and yes. Krauss has now been awake for... 
I think he spends a total of five days awake yeah, navigating. His feet, his feet are bleeding because he's been standing up for so that. long. I really yeah. believe that. And I think in that time, the only thing he has is coffee. But they have <laughs> yeah. this moment in the middle of the night where the things are happening and there's explosions going off and stuff. And the, and the camera just starts to ascend. And there's all these stress flares going off. There's explosions. There's boats uh, being destroyed and the clouds come in. And all you can see is through the clouds. And I thought it was just a, it just gives you a breath, a different perspective on a battle yeah. scene. It was really nice. Did anyone get a super frustrated? There's there's a there's a couple of like battle scenes where these these destroyers are firing on the subs, and they've got all these guns, the all these guns just pointed at this like one sub, and no one's landing a hit. I think that frustrated the hell out of me. Well, I, I think that's I just wonder, accurate, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. Because I was just like. But, it's right there, like hit it. Like yeah. how how hard is it to yeah. hit this thing? But maybe it, maybe that's them making sure it wasn't a video game where you know you point a gun at something and you hit it. You know, it's like no, you got to you know you're on a ship that's going up and down, yeah. and yeah. the subs also going up and down at different times. Like surely to hit it and actually do any damage would be quite hard. I really liked how they put to film these battle sequences and the mm. strategies that they use and the weapons that they have to use and what they're doing to dodge each other and shoot each other. I thought it was it was just so crisp and clear. There were moments during battles where I got kind of lost about okay. where they were going and what where they were going and for what for. Whether I just just wasn't paying enough attention, <laughs> but or I was just so engaged, I was like, oh, and then this thing happened. Yeah, and I was watching this with my wife, and you know, she she was sort of coming and going a little bit, but even then, for the her not being able to watch it as as much of the film as I did, there were moments where they were, uh, you know, the Germans and them were fighting each other, and one was successful against the other, and she like without hesitation was like, yes. <laughs> That's brilliant, you know. That's so fantastic. for a film to bring that out of you, and you've earned, and you've maybe picked up eighty percent of it, yeah. you know, I think that's a really good testament yeah. to the really clear, crisp storytelling. That the this film, film works. Has. I can't stress that enough. This film, even though it is aiming for a very simple story, this film does work, at least on a story level, incredibly well. Again, the characters are a little lackluster, yeah, but the narrative is perfect. I, and I, I just had a thought that. I came out of this and perhaps it was an, um, something that I wasn't expecting to feel at the end of it, but my brain wasn't tired. <laughs> after Tenet, it's quite nice, well, After isn't quite it? a few films that we've talked about, <laughs> you know, I just I didn't feel like I was leth- <laughs> tired or lethargic after having watched it. It's definitely an easy watch. Oh, it's, it, and that's it. It Dad might... film is the best worst of it. <laughs> Dad best, film. Yeah. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. You know, mm-hmm. What does that mean for me? <laughs> Well, you 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 you're a British man who enjoys his war film, so you that's know, true. You are that audience. I think you should pay attention to your Ill- illegitimate children. If I ignore them, they'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> no, they won't, Dad. But what if, what if you get a call from them one day? It's like, "Hello, Faza, I've come home. Will oh, you pick okay. me up finally?" Uh, no, not now. I'm watching Greyhound. Uh, <laughs> He's got German children. I wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Matthew is a man of the world. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Right, I think it's it's quite clear that we all. I think we, we it was an easy watch. It was enjoyable. Yeah. I, what, yeah. what I will say, I would like to talk about the whole um, the release strategy for this film for just for a moment. I mean, I've already I've already expressed this to you, gentlemen, and um, previous to today. I'm a lover of physical media, yeah. having it on disc. So they they've skipped the cinema release for this, which is fine, and and so it, just so that people are able to to see it. 
I enjoyed this movie. I would like to own it. And when I say own it, I don't mean own a digital version that's permanently on a subscription somewhere. I want to own it on a disc so I can have it on my shelf. So I can sometimes, if the internet is down, go, I'm going to watch Greyhound. I don't like this idea, perhaps, of skipping physical media entirely. And I don't know that they will for this. I'm assuming there'll be a Blu-ray at some point. But I feel like this could set a precedent. Precedent? Precedent. Precedent. Well, perhaps not having a home media release. I don't think you should be despair at that. They're not going to make money off of you by not. (laughs) That's true. Because I want one available. That's the thing. I don't like this idea of of paying for a movie on YouTube and you can you have the full movie on YouTube. It's like, mm-hmm. but if if I come home from work and the internet's down because we live on an island, it, the internet's dodgy. I, at least you can have it on a disc and you can still watch it. Yeah, yep. you know. Anyway, it's just that's just something for me. My own personal kind of. I just wanted to throw that out to the to you guys. See what you think about. I, it. I agree. I mean, I would I would say on that if you went and saw this ninety minute film war film in a cinema, uh, would you feel gypped? Because I, I sort no, of feel like I would have been shortchanged. I don't think so because, I mean, Dunkirk, I think, is only an hour and a half. I think this is this is perfect for streaming. Yeah, mm, no, you're, you're right. You but definitely. The, that sound design would have been so good in the cinema. It, it would have been cool. The sound design was awesome in this movie. I, am, I do wish that I got to see it in a cinema. Okay. Uh, maybe they will I at think, some point. I, think I, I do get what you're saying, Steve, yeah. because, again, that trailer, which we listened to, is quite dramatic and, like, this is a big deal, this movie. And then when you watch it again, it for, for its betterment, I believe, it's a, it's a very small, focused, just to-the-point action movie. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I think because of the suspense, that's why it's the length it is. And I think if I went to see it and had that suspense the entire way through, which I think I would have had in a cinema, I would have felt like I would have got out of it what it was trying to give me. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I feel like if it was if they made it twenty minutes longer, they would have ruined it. Okay, and there's there's a few structural things that I would have changed. I guess the motivations and and stuff like that with the love interest and stuff. It's a bit like oh. didn't need to be there. I just yeah, and but it would be even shorter without it. <laughs> true, maybe they're like oh, we need to fatten this thing up a little yeah. bit. What can we do? I so, would, I really recommend people go and see this. It's a it's a solid action. It's it's not on 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 the same level as your Dunkirk's or your Saving Private Ryan's. Or your 1917s. This is not aiming for that level of realism because this is a very CGI heavy movie. It's a, it's a super tight film. It's not jazz, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You exactly. Know. But it, it is. If you had nothing to, I, I watched this as a, like a Saturday night kind of movie. I I, I thought it was because I like my war films. That was cool. But at the same time, it works as a Sunday Arvo film. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. when I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> so and and it was perfect. We sat down mid afternoon. I was like, man, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. What should we give this? Have we did we do golden periscopes? I think we did. At some I think point. we did. Yeah, that's a shame. So it would be really good for this, wouldn't it? <laughs> do we do? Uh, <gasps> what about lost Japanese airmen stuck on islands? How that? You know, no. This is that's the wrong theater of war. Yeah, but it's it's it's, it's a problem. <laughs> don't too. don't mess with Matthew and his historical accuracies. What? The Japanese have nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> What about uh, flares? Yes, oh. I, flares. Let's do flares. I love because that. Because flares are a lot in this. Tropical yeah, yeah. flares. Tropical yeah. flares. We, we should set up a flare. We might get rescued. Perhaps. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? We've been here for Does so long. have any flares? I don't we have, have flares. actually run out of our water supply. So, you know, go, <laughs> go figure. Yeah. I'm thirsty. <laughs> so what is it? Flare. <laughs> flares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll go first. Some of it is a little bit rough, but every like 99% of it is pure crisp. Action makes sense. It was clear. Love it. So uh, four and a half. Okay. 
I also really enjoyed this movie. Again, it's not like it's the best film ever made, but at the same time, I feel like it achieves everything it wants to achieve, really. I really enjoyed it the first time around. I, I really enjoyed the the ship maneuvers, like you said, Alex. I love mm. that to see that play out. I would absolutely buy this movie and watch it again and again. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm also going to give it four and a half. This movie has it's got it's got form. It's a it's a body. I just wish it had personality. I don't think it has any personality whatsoever. I think it's all right. It's quite sterile, isn't it? uh, I wouldn't even say sterile. I just think it's like Tom Hanks is like, you know, I'm going to write a a war film. And what hasn't been covered yet? Oh, probably the Atlantic Theatre. Let's do it there. Uh, Do I want character? No, I've done character stuff. I was in Save Private Ryan. I'll do it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, that'll do. Yep, just a story. Yep, get the one A to B. That's great. Fantastic. That's three for me. Well, that was. Oh, your rating was. That in was there. your rating. Yes. Right. Sorry, yes, okay. your rating was in there. I actually I fell think... asleep during that. <laughs> so did I during this movie. Oh no, no. you didn't. This movie is no, really suspenseful. It actually does. It really does. Really, you know, you, you know what you're talking about it being a dad film. I just realised. I was thinking about it. And then I did get to the end of this and go, I'm going to tell dad to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to. Yeah. Hey, Pa, can we? Yeah. yeah it's like I was like, you know what? This is going to be a good recommendation to dads. You know, um, I, it's funny you say that because I know that my dad has seen this, and I know that he did like it. <laughs> no, because then you get asked, "Okay, what did you think of Tenet? And you go, "I well," and you say, "You know, you should watch Greyhound." Well, that's yeah. the thing. That yeah. I, my recommendation would be for Tenet. Oh, you know, Tenet's great, but make sure you watch it with subtitles. This would be, "Oh yeah, just go watch it. It's great." Yeah, you don't even need subtitles. You don't even need subtitles because there's barely any dialogue. Well, actually, it's pretty light on dialogue. It's yeah. Is it? I feel I feel like there's a lot of tight dialogue in there. during those action scenes when he's um, giving his. I suppose the orders are, but that's more yeah. peripheral. That's more you're watching what's happening, going, okay, so they're, they're over there, yeah. and he's over there, and they got to fire there quickly. You know, that yeah, kind of thing. yeah, yeah, all right, <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. It's all it's all plot driven dialogue. It's not. It, like, it is. Yeah. This film for me was telling stories with pictures again. Like we were saying, Tenet yep. struggled with that. This one excelled with it. It doesn't waste dialogue. No, no. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a very it's fair. It's definitely just simple, non-offensive, and yeah. Mm. Well, I'm, it might I'm, be offensive to it's, Germans. It's not a bad film. It's not a bad film. I want no. to stress that. And offensive. That's to, why I got to, three instead of you know one. Mm, well, that's good. Stereotype. Also yeah. offensive to English stereotypes. Nineteen forties <laughs> English stereotypes. But anyway, did you want to finish off any with any of your uh, English stereotypes? Hey, well, it's uh, lovely to have you all here. It's splendid fun. Uh, you can find us all on all the social media things. I don't really know how computers work, but you can find us on there under Trailer Island, except Twitter, which I believe is... Where's that, Steve? Jolly old chap. Oh, well, this is... Uh, Twitter is on Twitter, you fool. Yeah, but what are we called on there? Oh, at Island Trailer. That's the one splendid. And Alex, what are your two cents on tonight's uh, wonderful celebration of the film Greyhound? Am I asking the Germans this one? Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, it was wonderful. You know, you can find us on all the things, but uh, Matthew, have, you've said them all, so you've filled me with the joy of a thousand torpedoes. <laughs> I feel like we're really on the edge of something here, aren't we? Trailer Island Man. Oh. No? Oh. <laughs> no? Oh. No, I don't, no, I don't no, think I, so. No, I don't I'm think so. I apologise for, for my colleague, everyone. Don't apologise for me. <laughs> I'm sorry enough. <laughs> That is very true. So, yes, you can find us on trailisland.com.au. Send us a recommendation. We'd love to hear what films are you seeing uh, because you are our audience. We rely on you for so many things because we really appreciate that you listen to us on a regular basis. So please send us recommendations. Hit us up on Facebook. Send us an email, whatever you want. Leave us a review 
as well. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a five-star review wherever you can find us. We would really appreciate that. Um, I've been Alex. <laughs> and I've been Matthew. Oh, lovely. I've been Stephen. Thanks. <laughs> We've been the Trailer Island Podcast, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Good night. Bye. Good night. <laughs> Delicious. This is a Narrative Network podcast.